Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. I forget even how to start this. Hi, welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Ricky. This is Adam. And this is Jerry. <laughs> you are listening to a gay podcast recorded out of Chicago, Illinois, in the Rogers Park area. The Andersonville area. And West Hollywood, California. And you're listening to episode 982. Happy New Year, y'all. Is it happy, though? It's going to be happy, Ricky. We got the worst news yesterday. It was so sad. Betty White. Yeah, Betty White died. Oh. We got to go right into it. Because I was like... That was two days ago. Or the 31st, right? What's today? The the 2nd. Oh. Today's the second. Y'all, too, I'm old. I'm so old. Too many Xanax. Too many Xanax. Never enough Xanax. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, this was like the first time I ever like cried for a famous person dying. And I don't even know why I cried because it's not like I know her, but it was weird. You know what I kept thinking uh, about? I the whole time? don't think I've ever cried. For a celebrity. What? For a celebrity's death. I didn't hear you because I talked over you. I said you first time you've cried over a celebrity death. He's I his internet. No, it's <laughs> is it Adam or is it me? You, no, it's Adam, I think, because I oh. hear you. <laughs> He looks so annoyed. You guys right now, yeah. He's uh his internet was like, it is New Year's Day, day after New Year's. I am hungover. (laughs) I am done. I am tired. (laughs) Uh the thing that I kept thinking about all day, the day of and after she died, was the story that a friend told me. Uh she was in uh Florida. I think I've told this story before, but anyway, it's Betty White, so I'll tell it again. She was doing a, a show in Florida at that um theater I think it might have been the one that no it wasn't the Burt Reynolds dinner theater it was one of those other ones and uh, she was dressing somebody or she was friends with somebody that was dressing B. Arthur at the time and they were sitting around talking and uh, I don't know Betty White came up and uh, apparently B. Arthur went oh you mean that cunt Betty White (laughs) (laughs) so now my friend and I anytime we'd be like Betty White one of us would go oh you mean that cunt Betty White to one another (laughs) because they did not get along really yeah i didn't know that yeah apparently b arthur was very difficult that's what uh ruth mcclanahan said in the interview that she was different and could be very difficult huh i guess out of the four i could see b arthur being the difficult one but well i think she's just a, a, a different individual you know she wanted it a certain way and you know, if she's like some actresses that I've met and worked with of that age, you know, she wanted everybody to work as hard and care as much as she did. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that makes them, you know, 
really hard to deal with because but they don't, I mean, were the other three not working as hard as her? It seems no, like they it's were just, all good. It's just, it's just that's, you know, how they are. It's like, you know, they perceive it one way or, you know, I don't know. I didn't know her, so. Oh, Adam's back. Yep. Hi, Adam. I've been back. I've been listening. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, I, well, I rebooted fucking everything and I ran a speed test and it says, your internet is very fast. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I did something different it might have been that I was still on the same zoom meeting oh. from when I had fucked up internet I don't know um, fuck it let's go <laughs> so anyway so you've never cried over a celebrity death have you ever cried Ooh, are we talking yeah, yeah. okay are we, we're, we're gonna okay <laughs> We just oh. continued while you were away. We just okay, kept going. So. Okay. Well, I'm back. The fun one. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, I don't think I have. I don't think I've cried. I think I've gotten like a little bit sad. Um, probably the worst would have been Prince. Mm-hmm. I was pretty sad about that. Yeah, I think just because... I think what got me was she was so excited to turn 100 years old and she had all these plans and like all this stuff for her 100th birthday. And then like, she dies. It's like, and she was like, nah, (laughs) she's like, "Eh, 2022. I'm not feeling you. (laughs) It probably will still all like happen as if she was here. She won't be here to enjoy it, but in spirit. And like, I'm not as sad about it because she had she was 99 like she had a good run right well uh, that's not the part like i'm sad like i think i was just sad about her excitement and her not being able to be there to enjoy it but also like for us to be able to enjoy her on her 100th birthday while she's alive you know because she was so excited but i mean i'm sure things will still go happening it's very selfish but I still wanted her to be here for it. And she could have died like the next day. It would have been fine. Okay. <laughs> it's not about you. <laughs> oh my God. That party. Then she could die. <laughs> I wasn't even invited to the party and I still wanted her to be there. <laughs> I I have been enjoying um, all of the celebrities who like, we've all known throughout the years that she's, just a good person mm-hmm. and like other other celebrities like her and she supported people and she has fun with them but like everybody posting like people you wouldn't expect um like fortune feemster who we saw live mm-hmm. oh my god she, <laughs> that was like fun. she was when she first went to hollywood she was like a red carpet interviewer mm-hmm. kind of and like she was like a journalist and stuff and um she called Betty White and she said Betty White was super sweet as expected. But before they hung up, she was like, now stay my friend. We're staying friends. <laughs> like, at the end of the call. And I was like, that sounds like Betty White. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we haven't recorded in a while, right? Like about a month, but all the holidays and everybody. Yeah. And my God, my well, schedule blew up. I was traveling all over the place. 
with Neosporin shoved up my nose and double masked and don't touch me. And <laughs> I have not Crazy. heard the Neosporin thing. Yeah, what what's is that about? That? A friend of mine who's a singer who does a lot of concerts, uh, she was in Mamma Mia for like 10 years, but she would they would give her off all the time for concerts. And she's like, you know, I'm always on a plane and the Winter Garden Theater was apparently, they've never cleaned it since Cats. So like people would always get sick. Well, well Judy said that when she gets on plane, she puts Neosporin up her nose. She was like, I don't know if it works, but it seems to work for me. Um, just like as an extra barrier. And she's like, I never get sick, you know, when I have to go and, you know, fly to Omaha, do the concert and fly back and then do seven shows, you know, or eight shows. But so I just kind of started doing it, you know, before COVID and now I just continue to do it. So is it like a thin layer? Is it like- I just put it on a Q-tip whole... and just put it in my nose like it's methylatum or Vicks. Huh. Wait, you put Vicks? in your nose too mm, like in it i don't think yeah. you're supposed to put it in it though i have been doing it for 49 49 48 years i almost forgot how old i was 48 years it hadn't hurt me yet that's why that's why you're having mental trouble grandmas because you'd be putting shit up you know <laughs> but also you said you've been doing it for 48 years mm-hmm. i mean were you like stuff like putting it up that's your just nose how my grandma born? and my mom would do it you put it up your nose and then you put it around it then you put it on your chest well, I only had it on my chest and under, like, here. That's the white people way. Too lazy to do it the correct way. Ask Tony. Ask Tony if he puts it up his nose. I've never seen him put Vicks Vapor Rub up. Actually, he's never used Vicks Vapor Rub since he's oh been Oh, my here. God. What kind of Mexican is he? Vicks or Mithalatum, that's the cure-all. Um, um, he probably uses some Mexican <laughs> myth version. Like he's full of Mexican myths. So he's probably like, oh, if I eat like refried beans on a Sunday at 2.30 PM, then I won't have a runny nose. While rubbing like, myself like with that. an egg. While rubbing myself <laughs> with an egg. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. We were, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but he has some, like some weird, like Mexican myths. And like one of them was we were eating. I don't know if I talked about this. We were eating watermelon one day. He was like, oh, I hope this watermelon wasn't watched by an owl. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, if you eat a watermelon that was watched by an owl and it's picked, you could die from that. And I'm like, watched? I'm watched. Watched Like it was watching. By an owl? Yeah, like it was protecting the watermelon or something. And I was like, um, I... <laughs> at first i thought you said washed as well I'm... but then you, you would have said washed if you really meant washed. no i would have not said that <laughs> y'all i gotta go wash my dishes <laughs> no but in Pittsburgh. i don't say it any anymore but i definitely grew up saying wash in some context my grandmother said it too and she lived in Northern Virginia. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. He, yeah. George Washington. <laughs> I don't think I ever said Washington. Oh, trust me. I've heard it. <laughs> huh. um, so anyway, yeah, Betty White. R.I.P. Betty White. We watched um mary tyler moore episodes and a bunch of her stuff 
her skits on SNL, as well as Golden Girls. Um, we watched the Golden Girls where it was a, they, they do like the bad date recaps and there's the New Year's Eve one in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's Rose and uh, Blanche. Blanche brings home two men from the Rusty Anchor and makes Rose entertain one of them. And the one Rose entertains is married. And the one Blanche entertains is a priest. <laughs> and he's a, he's a, he left the priesthood and he's a virgin. And um, she it, thinks it's a challenge or something. Anyway, it's um, who is, it's the guy who's the announcer from uh, Best in Show. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm. Fred Willard. Oh, okay, Fred Willard. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that episode. Yeah, Fred Willard is the virgin priest. When you said New Year's Eve, I thought it was going to be the dance contest one where Rose wins. Oh, when she has like the... She has the obvious uh, stunt double dancing. Yes, the the dance marathon. (laughs) What was that guy's name? Fred That is a good one. Fred Willard. Willard. Um, oh yeah the best okay. one the best Betty White episode though probably is In a Bed of Roses where the guy dies after she fucks him oh yeah <laughs> and at the end where she's like I don't believe you and then she so she screws the policeman and then he died and then <laughs> so apparently she's telling Adam's story <laughs> oh my god <laughs> is there a new death from your dick uh, this week um not to the best of my knowledge <laughs> i can't keep track of all of them so oh my god oh my god oh my god speaking of dick so i was in milwaukee oh, doing hey. an event mm-hmm. and uh, this guy emails or emails me as you guys like to have for me to say <laughs> And uh, so he's talking and it's, I think it was the last night I was there. So I was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. And he was like, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? And he goes, I'm not hitting on you or anything. I was like, sure. He goes, "Um, I'm going to send you a picture of my dick and it's not to, you know, hit on you or anything, but I just, I just need you to answer something. I was like, okay. So he's like, people tell me that I have the smallest dick in all of Milwaukee. What do you think? And so he showed it to me (laughs) and I was like, hmm. I was like, all I kind of see is a head and pubic hair. Is there no shaft? And he was like, no, I don't really have one. And he was like, you know, some guys are like, are you sure you're not a trans male? And I was like, oh my God, no, no, don't say that. Um, But yeah, it was just like really, really, it was just like a head and not even like a gigantic head. Because I said, oh, I've saw a guy at the gym in New York that had this big gigantic head and the shaft was about two inches. And uh, he was like, oh, well, it's not even that. So I was just, it just looked like a button on the top of a mound of pubic hair. My friend Scott says that that looks like a pearl button on a fur coat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this guy in Milwaukee, he had one like that. And Ian was like, oh, I bet he loves getting off when he tells people that. You know, it's like, well, like, I mean, I mean, why yeah. else would you 
if people are already telling you you have the smallest dick in Milwaukee, why do you need someone from out of state Milwaukee telling you that you have the smallest dick in Milwaukee? Right. And it's like, you know, it was clear that he just liked to get sucked off and I think come on his face and get fucked. And I'm like, why are you showing me your tiny dick then? But okay, you know, no judgment, dude. Well, yeah, let him live his free fantasy. I would, I would look at it. But I was kind of like, hmm, I don't, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but I also don't want to lie to him. No, I've seen smaller. <laughs> I, I Context clues make me think that it was definitely like a tell me my dick is small yeah. kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Which, whatever, was he cute? I'm like... Was he cute? Um, I'm sure he's cute to some people. <laughs> So he wasn't cute. <laughs> he wasn't cute to me. I mean, he wasn't uh-huh. ugly, but it just wasn't, you know, my type at all. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a connection. Oh, God, Milwaukee, I got to tell you, I, I came in on a, a, a Green Bay game and there was these guys that were like, oh, my God, yeah, but I can't do it tonight because it was the game night. <laughs> I'm like, really? You got to oh, watch God. the Packers play? Them people, it's crazy. They live here and they ride or die for fucking green bay and i just don't i first first of all we all know i don't give a shit about football except for the guys in the uniforms i don't even care about that most that's padding (laughs) i don't know like the defense linemen they're pretty thick you're just just saying words ricky you don't know i know them (laughs) Ricky is a member of right guard, the National left guard. Defense Lineman Association. <laughs> I right played football from eighth to eleventh grade. My God, my sports ball defense line. I, is like I watched so... football from eighth to twelfth grade. I didn't pay any goddamn attention to it. No, I um, played it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you actually play, or were you just like cheering on the side? No, like my dad made me do it. Hmm. I fucking hated every minute of it, except for like the cute boys. That was nice, but I didn't. I didn't really care for it. Still doesn't mean that you actually played. Like your dad made you go out for football, but did you? Were you on? No, I played. Yes, yes. I my position was right guard. That's like right field. (laughs) (laughs) You do a little bit more work as a right guard than a right fielder. Like a right guard, you can't just stand there. Like in baseball, left field is worse. I think so because balls only go there if a left-handed pit or a left-handed batter bats, right? I think so. Look at See, us, we know to, about sports. Look at us trying to talk about sports. This all got sudden. Oh my god, we should have a jersey. Sudden. We should have a jersey on. <laughs> I've got that Steelers jersey that says gay on the back. I have an old jersey. I don't know if I still have it, but I had some photos taken in it that is were so dumb. <laughs> some photos taken. Oh, you should find your football Florida. pictures. You should find your football pictures from high school and post them on the social medias. Yeah, I, I have one of them is posted. It's my eighth grade one, but I have to see, I have to check in my mom's box of stuff that I have to see if they're in there. I don't recall seeing the football pictures, but maybe I can find my yearbook. But there you go. Yeah, I don't know. That's like a lot of work. And I didn't like football that much. 
<laughs> they tried to make me play football in high school because I was a big boy. <laughs> so I was in obviously marching band. Um, but the football coaches were my gym teachers. And they were like, yeah, you could knock some people down. <laughs> they were like, you are, you're a large, large teenage boy. You could. And then you're all like, yeah, yes, sir. You can knock me down any day. No, he was like, hey, next door, they're doing aerobics. Can I go do that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I skipped so much gym class. And I think I've mentioned this, that I got a D, I think my sophomore year or my junior year. The Mr. Brazo, who was the one of the football coaches, or like, I think he was the head football coach. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But he was like, look, girl, I feel bad for you. I'm not going to fail you. I'm going to just give you a D. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> I was like, ow, I injured myself. Can I just walk the track? And then you're all like, um, that's the wrong D you're giving me. I didn't know nothing about that. I would have played, I wish I played football just to like get fit and like, cause they had to go and lift and like had a workout routine and shit right. like that. But I would have had a fear boner in the showers because <laughs> we didn't have to shower in class. I would have, I, I could not have controlled my erection and I, it would have been bad news bears for me. Bad news bears. Or it could have turned out great. It it's probably true. would have been great. I'm probably someone would have been interested and you would have been like, oh, um, what's up? You want to have a sleepover? Oh my God. Anyway. I was I was too scared. I was I was too scared. I had I had I had side pieces in high school. Don't you worry. He went down to the rambles of Pittsburgh. The Rambles? That's what it, it, the Dick Park is in Central Park. The Dick Park, the Rambles. Uh, I can't remember what no, it's called. No, ours was, ours was called, um, there's an area of Shenley Park, I think. I think it's Shenley Park called the Fruit Loop. That's and what it's it is, like, the Fruit Loop. It's like a little cul-de-sac that you go and you like park your car and go down into the woods. Oh, that's they nice. Caught, they, caught, um, they caught one of the Steelers there. Did they? One or more. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Actually, and don't sue us for libel. Maybe it's just a rumor, but I'm pretty sure you can look it up. But the one that was married to the one lady who is in The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Cordell Stewart, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he was the one at the Fruit Loop. Oh. He was just getting his dick sucked. I ain't gay. At least y'all had like a cute spot. Mm. Ours was called Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Like the parking lot or in, in Walmart? I don't know which one. <laughs> we didn't have one in my house. Oh, like you don't know. <laughs> Ricky was like, meet me in frozen foods. <laughs> I was more like, meet me in the glazed donuts. <laughs> oh, glazed my donut. Nia. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys make oh any new year's God. resolutions oh <laughs> did you make any new year's resolutions i don't do Ricky's that his resolution is to get his donut glazed more 
My resolution is to do less in my life. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. I never really do that. I do think I'm taking January off of drinking, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I had an opening a show in, like, two weeks, and, um, which I would like to, like, cast party or whatever, but it closes in February, so I can drink in February. You can do it at the closing night. Yeah, I'll do it at closing night, so. Is this the show at that church? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. You should You'll have come. to remind me. Yeah. Just remind me and I'll see if I, I can. I probably can make it. It just depends on if it's socially distanced or they're limiting the amount of people inside the room because I don't want to be. Yes. You know, yeah. I don't want to be in a room they're, full of 100 people breathing. No, I um, I saw the last show um, because I worked front of house and I was the person who checked vaccine cards and mm. test results. So they check those at the door. Um, I think we're at like 40 or 50% capacity. Like they're not letting a whole lot of people in. All of the chairs are super far apart. Um, and you have to wear a mask for the whole show. And we okay. have to be tested. I have to figure out if I can get a test today, but we're not, the whole rehearsal process, we've had to wear masks and we're not unmasking until tech. So it's pretty safe. They're pretty legit. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow here in County. Like if you go into an establishment, you have to be able to prove that you've been back vaccinated, like at restaurants or movies or. It was like that in Boston uh, when I was there for work. Most places I go to here require it. Um, like the two bars down the street, SoFo Meeting House, you have to have it. We go to replay occasionally and you have to have it. And this is all to say like, we haven't been anywhere in weeks upon weeks. Um, we skipped the New Year's party. We just hung out by ourselves and watched Betty White shit. I was in bed at and 10.30. And drank expensive champagne. I was in bed at 10.30, oh. asleep by 10.40. <laughs> but I also, that's the I day was, before I was trapped in Salt Lake City. So I think I got four hours sleep at that hotel. Oh, God. And then I just. Did you get up. trapped there because of the weather? It was a combo of the weather. There were no flight attendants for any of the flights because they were all out because of weather or, or COVID or they were on vacation. So like the first flight got canceled. She was like, we don't have any. And so then I went on standby on another and she's like, well, we have one. Two are supposed to come in from Atlanta, but they're coming in after midnight. And so we'll still be short one. So then she's like, um, I'll put you on standby, but I, she goes, and I can't say it's not going to happen, but I just don't. I was like, that's fine. I understand. And then they were about to cancel it or I got tired of waiting. I can't remember because it's all a jumble because of so many things. So I went and stood in line for two hours. And then I got a, finally got an email that said, oh, we're going to change your flight. We're going to put you on American and go um, Salt Lake to Las Vegas, Las Vegas to Phoenix, Phoenix to LA. Shit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, January 2nd. So I was going to have to stay two days. Well, then when I got up to the windows so I could get my hotel vouchers, he goes, oh, I could put you on um, a direct flight on the first. And I was like, oh, okay. 
but it was like at 9 30 at night I was like all right well I just have to stay all day so he was like but we're out of vouchers because we gave a thousand away they had they were like you're gonna have to submit a receipt and I was like okay whatever so I had to go find a hotel but everybody was like oh my god all the hotels were sold out, sold out in Salt Lake no the airplanes were sold out of what the rooms that they have allotted <laughs> They weren't sold out. So I found one and they were like, just show up. So they had first said it was going to be 160. And then the guy said 109. I got to the hotel and the woman goes, oh my God, you're stuck here. I'll give you the the weather airplane rate, $84. I was like, oh, thank you. And then when I woke up at seven o'clock in the morning after getting to bed at 2.30, my bag that was supposed to be at the airport was put on another plane. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I was like trying to get a hold of somebody to do that. And while I was there, I put on the Delta app and they added a flight. So I hurried up and got on. I got the same exact seat that I had before. And when I got to the airport, they were like, they just added a flight to try to accommodate getting people out. So that's why I tell everybody have status, fly the same airline, because I just jumped ahead of a bunch of people that had been waiting there two days, because if you don't have status, they're not going to put you on. I hate the airline industry. I fucking hate them. I, it's kind of like going to the DMV and asking for the manager and they're like, I am the fucking manager and there's nothing else you can do above this. Beyond If this. you're nice it's to like, them, they were nice to me about. No, everything. I am nice every time. I've never you gotten don't have status, Ricky. So why should they do anything for because you? Because I am a regular person and, and regular and people guess what? deserve so rights I, but I, I'm, a, I'm loyal to my airline. So they're going to put me ahead of you. I don't even fly Delta, um, so I don't care. But <laughs> yeah, I don't like. So actually, somebody messaged me either like on an app or, or, or Facebook Messenger or something and was talking about... You mean they emailed you on the app? They emailed, they you emailed on me on the apps. Um, so I got an email on the apps and they were talking about how like Delta is the best or whatever. And I was like, Delta is the only airline that has ever fucked up my luggage. <laughs> so fuck Delta. Um we usually, I fly Southwest because it goes to Pittsburgh and there's a hub here and a hub there and it's like right. 45 minutes mm-hmm. um, and it's cheap and they're always super nice. Like I, I like Southwest. I don't like the people that fly Southwest. He doesn't <laughs> like you, Adam. He does not like you. Because <laughs> they don't know how to fly. I wouldn't make a sweeping generalization because I've had a normal experience literally every time I've gone to Southwest. While Jane gets um, on and, and, and uh, uh, level C with her seven kids and it's like, we all, all want to sit together and everybody's got to accommodate them because the kids are all running around. Like no, they don't have to. Kids. I've been asked to accommodate and I'm like, I paid extra for this seat. No, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'll do it occasionally. Generally, if I'm traveling like by myself and I don't give a shit, because I also don't give a shit where I sit on normal flights. I don't need extra leg room. I don't need extra room next to me. And I ain't trying to sit fine. in the middle seat though. I ain't trying to sit yeah, in the middle I'm seat. I'm not trying to sit in the middle seat either. That's you gotta draw the line somewhere. Now, if they're like you sit in this middle seat and we'll give you a free flight next time. Okay, yeah, I can yeah. do that. No, I got to have an amount. I got to have an amount. Well, whichever, I don't care which one. 
Because that could mean I, I don't basic economy. Out. You don't get to pick your seat till you get there. Flight. No, I want mm. an amount. I Would they even offer that to somebody like that cheap? Yeah, some people will Ooh. take it. The three hundred dollars. Oh, I'll take it, bitch. Hold mm-hmm. out for more. They offered me money once on an international flight, but that was that whole situation was a whole goddamn nightmare. When I was move, I was either moving home or visiting America, and these people had kids were like playing on the tracks between um, Liverpool and Manchester when I was taking a, a train between the two because I was flying out of Manchester. So my train was delayed, which made me miss my flight. So they put me on a flight. Um, from Manchester to Dublin, and then from Dublin to Copenhagen, and then from Copenhagen to O'Hare, and then from O'Hare to Pittsburgh. And then like a fucking engine fell off the plane or something before we took off in Copenhagen, like some big fucking malfunction happened. So they were going to put me in a hotel in Copenhagen, but then they got me on another flight and then I almost missed my flight in O'Hare because I got selected for special screening. My God. My Southwest experience, there's just, I was flying back home from San Jose and the flight attendant was like, when we were boarding, they said, hi everyone, this is the last flight to get back to LA. Um, There's only like 25 of you. So everybody's spread out. You can sit wherever you want. We're just all going to board at the same time. There's, you know, we just need to get this plane back. So I sit my ass in the exit row and this fucking straight couple comes up and said, can we sit there? The look on my face. And I was about to go, no. When the flight attendant goes, um, you can just sit across the aisle. It's also an exit row. And they were like, oh, and I turned her. I was like, thank you. And she just shook her head like, Jesus oh my God, are they idiots? 25 people on the plane, and he went, they wanted to sit next to me. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Those I've, are the I've ones said, that you don't help assist if the plane goes down. Well, if if, some, if 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 it's a lady, unless she's old and she's got a big, you know, 45-pound carry-on, she can't lift it, well, she shouldn't have packed a carry-on that tight. That ain't and, her problem. I'm a much nicer passenger than both of you, I think, which is odd. I feel like, I don't know. No, Jerry's mean in real life usually. So I guess that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I like to say that what I would do, but don't always follow up with what I would say I would do. <laughs> so. I, I don't know. I don't really ever, I haven't had that much of a problem, I guess, flying anywhere and I fly in, I've flying I've flown enough that like I'm not statusy like not for work all the time but like I'm an experienced airline passenger I would say right. mm-hmm. like the little know. boy that at, on the exit row and he's like hi I'm Austin I was like hi Austin <laughs> yeah, yeah that's not, one thing that's we're not doing thing. that I'm not a fan of talking to strangers on a flight like I unless you're like I don't know I don't even know why I would talk to someone other I did talk to the lady next to me on this flight because I said because they were coming to the Rose Bowl game and I said by the way 
Uh, I said, I was sitting while we were waiting on this. I said, a guy, I heard him talking on the phone, said he had COVID last week and he was still sick and he might be on this flight, but I know he's definitely going to be at your game. And she went, I said, if I see him, I'll point him out so that you can avoid him at the game. She was like, why? Why do people do that? And I was like, I have no idea. People give zero fucks. And it, the people who give zero fucks are the people who are going to give you COVID. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, we just got a tweet that said, um, please discuss what Ricky should call his new horny Twitter account. Is that from Lauren? La La Lauren, yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was going to tell one more story about a flight. Okay. Where I talked to a lot of people. And this is tied into us talking about Xanax earlier. Oh. <laughs> so I was mm, 21-ish, I think. I think I had just turned, yeah, I would have just turned 21. No, I was 20. Um, anyway, it was the first time I had flown by myself at all anywhere. And I was auditioning for graduate schools. And they have this one big like cattle call audition in Chicago called, fuck, I don't remember what it's called, um, but it's, they have it like every year and it's all of these grad schools come together and they stay in a big hotel in Pittsburgh, not in Pittsburgh, in Chicago. Oh my God. I'm tired because I had Xanax last night. Um, <laughs> let me get my shit together. Uh, so I flew into Chicago, did this big cattle call audition for grad schools. Um, and this is actually how I got into, no, it's not how I got into grad school. That's separate, I think. Oh my God, this story. You're They're waiting for bated breath. Do you, do you need a break? Do you need a break? Slap a break. me. I need another cup of coffee. Um, well, yeah, we're going to do that as soon as this is over. <laughs> So I fly into Chicago, I do this audition, then I took a train to Southern Illinois, where I ended up going to school for a year, um, SIUC in Carbondale. And <clears throat> then I took a train back up to Chicago and flew out of Chicago again. Well, I stayed at this like no-tell motel near the airport. I don't even remember what it was called. And I don't remember if I like just didn't lock my door. Was it the Howard Johnson's next to the Heart Hotel? <laughs> the airport hole joel um like from drop dead gorgeous it might have been um i don't even know if they got howard johnson anymore anyway so i might have gone to get ice or the front desk or maybe i just accidentally forgot to lock my door at some point where i wasn't in the room a bunch of my shit got stolen my cell phone got stolen um my they took money out of my wallet um they took my watch which was like a graduation present um, in high school. And so I didn't have shit and I couldn't get, there was no Uber then. So I couldn't get like, and even if there was, I didn't have a phone. Um, so I couldn't get to the airport. So I called my mom fucking freaking out. And she was like, this is why I told you to pack Xanax. Cause I need you to calm down. <laughs> and 
I know I was 21 because I could drink at the airport. So my dumbass, I've never, I, it was not my prescription. Uh-oh. I was just given a handful of Xanax basically by the family. And my mom was like, just take a couple of Xanax, relax. We'll get you a cab. We'll figure it out. Having a whole ass meltdown. So I took, because I didn't know, a little too much Xanax and had me a couple of cocktails at the bar. Yes. So my ass, I swear to God, all I remember was drinking at the airport, talking to a bunch of people at the bar, waking up in Pittsburgh. Like, I don't remember getting on the flight. I don't remember anything. My ass woke up in Pittsburgh. They shook me awake. And I had cocktail napkins and like airline napkins with people's names and phone numbers written on them. I made all kinds of friends. Oh, that was like every day for me from like age 23 to like 28. It was the greatest. <laughs> your name's like, written all over the bathroom walls and so Florida. many so many memories that can't even be remembered it's great <laughs> for a good time i'm like who did i talk to why was i so friendly xanax y'all she's magic xanax did you know i actually know someone that called a number on the bathroom wall oh i've done it i <laughs> let's talk a... about it on the next show because okay. i need to go get a coffee Okay. I do. Oh my God. Apologies to the listeners for my rambling ass story. What was that about? Oh my God. What was funny is you referenced that story in the beginning of this episode. I don't know if you remember because you're Xanaxed up, but. (laughs) Did I, I couldn't sleep. I woke up at one 30 and I was like, you know what? I'm stressed and I can't sleep. So sweet lady Xanax came to my rescue. And she did so good. (laughs) She did real good. I did not wake up until 10 minutes before this episode. But y'all, I was on time. (laughs) All right. right. Let's finish this. Go get our coffees and we'll come back and actually talk about the list of things we have to talk about. Yes, we have a list and not least of which, as we mentioned, is Ricky's slutty slut slut phase that he's going through right now oh my god just going through it's not really a phase it's kind of like a recurring situation it's a it's a highlight (laughs) uh it's a burden (laughs) (laughs) oh anyway okay hear the construction that's outside by the way Mm -mm. no okay construction on a sunday that's weird it's, I don't know. What oh, you know what? I think it's a snowblower. Oh, okay. Snow All right, snow. let's go. This is Ricky. This is Jerry. This is Adam. Bye. 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 Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton.
How about Chicago? I could be there.